Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Have you ever wondered what God is like, or what Jesus was all about, or how you get saved, and what getting saved means anyway? Well, if you've ever felt embarrassed to ask, please don't. I really want to help you understand our big, amazing God. And a great place to start is a little book that I wrote called The Basics. God, You, Jesus, and Faith. And here's more good news. If you're always on the go and don't have time to read, you can now listen to The Basics as a podcast series. Just search for The Basics with Pastor Mike Novotny wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You might be wondering, if angels are real, then why does anyone I love ever have to die? I told you previously about a friend of mine who was in a car accident. And they lived, and they continue to live with uh, with the ripple effects of that of that accident for their life, but around the same time in my life, while I was in high school, a friend of mine had an older brother whose life was full of promise, gifted, mature, just a wonderful young man who was involved in a, a rollover accident, and and he didn't live; he died. And so someone might ask, well, if, if angels are real, then why would that ever happen? It's a good question. I won't be able to answer every, every question related to it definitively, but I, I can point you to a place in the Bible where we're told about the activity of an angel that maybe gives us a little bit of insight into what was going on or what God might be doing. It was involving the Apostle Peter. The Apostle Peter was one of Jesus' disciples, ended up being one of the lead disciples as the church went out into the world. But at one point in his ministry, Peter was arrested and he was thrown into prison and he was chained between guards. And one night as he was chained between the guards, an angel showed up in his jail cell. And he said, come on, Peter, let's go. And so Peter said, well, okay. And, um, the chains fell off and the guards didn't wake up and the gate in front of him opened up and there he went and then the next gate, the outer gate in front of him opened up and then, and then Peter got out to the street and the angel suddenly disappeared and Peter realized, wow, this is real. He thought it had been a dream, <laughs> but, but it was real. An angel led him out of prison and then he knew that a number of other Christians were meeting in somebody's home praying for his release. And so he went to the house and he knocked on the door and they sent, a, they sent one of the servant girls to the door to see who it was because they were afraid that the authorities who put Peter into prison were also going to come for them. And so they send the servant girl, which seems to be a not very kind thing to do to the servant girl. But anyway, she goes and she opens up, you know, she can a way so that she can see through the door and see who it is. And she sees that it's Peter and she's so excited that she leaves Peter at the door, goes in and tells everyone, well, it's Peter. Peter's alive. And they say, no, he's not. They're <laughs> like, Peter's in prison at the very, very least. And she says, no, it's really, it's really, really Peter. And so they all go and they check it out. And sure enough, Peter has escaped from prison. He's alive. He tells them the story about the angel. And it's just, uh, it's incredibly, it's incredibly fascinating. An angel helped him escape from prison. Do you know what happened just before he was in prison? A disciple named James was also arrested and he was killed. He died. And so the person who arrested James, they saw how excited his supporters got when he arrested and killed one of the disciples that he decided to arrest another one. 
And so he arrested Peter and he threw him in prison. And he had every intention of doing the same type of thing to Peter to set an example of what happens to anybody who preaches about Jesus or anybody who defies a government's commands to not talk about Jesus anymore. An angel let Peter go and live. But James died. And Peter knew that. When he looked his friends in the eyes and he said this, after he was at their house, he said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. And that last phrase is really key because you have to ask yourself, what were their enemies hoping would happen? They were hoping that the God that they believed in would not be able to rescue Peter. They were hoping that the God that they confess would be powerless to be there for his disciples. An angel showed Peter and Herod, the guy who arrested him, and all of their enemies that that was not the case. And if you wonder, well, what happened with the other disciple then? How does that show that the enemies won't win in the end? Well, then you go to another place in the Bible where angels showed up. It was the day after somebody else had died, or actually on the third day after somebody else had died. On a Friday, Jesus himself, the Son of God, died. The angels didn't stop that from happening either. But then on the third day, on a Sunday morning, as Peter and some of the other disciples went to the place where Jesus was buried, they didn't find Jesus. Instead, they found some angels who looked at them and said, The dead guy you're looking for, he's risen. He's more powerful even than death. The angels don't always stop death from happening. And it hurts every time we go through it. Every time. But neither could the enemies of the church, neither could God's enemies stop Jesus from showing that he was more powerful even than death. And that's why God sends the angels to point us to him so that we can find our comfort, so that we can find our life, so that we can find our hope in life and even in death.